Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 456, features guest host Madeline Ray, sex noises and thoughts, and an interview with the beautiful Shay Seitz. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 456 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the beautiful, award-nominated content creator extraordinaire. She does everything you could possibly want with her feet and her nylons and more. She is the mushroom maiden. She is the fungi femme fatale. It is the beautiful Madeline Ray. How are you doing? I feel very inspired right now. <laughs> Hold on. Actually, I gotta. You gotta write that one down? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's my shtick, man. I fatal people. So, yeah, someone's going to get mushroomed. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Play mushroom roulette. Uh, I don't know if I'm aroused or worried. I really don't. We'll find out. Maybe we'll. We'll call him A, we'll call him B. That's right. So how are things going in the wonderful mushroom kingdom uh, that is your life and otherwise? Uh, everything's going pretty awesome. I finished up a lot of work today. I am made some made some goals, Ooh. accomplishing those goals. Okay. My gardening is I can I can plant my garden this weekend. Everybody's moved outside. Um, yeah, the mushrooms have got got some growing. I didn't think they were going to, but they are. And I'm like, look at you. Good job, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's been good. I want you to know how much effect you have on my life. I was hanging with Mama Dangle for a little bit, and she had PBS on because once you reach a certain age, that's Mm -hmm. mandatory. Yeah. And they had a special on about Buckingham Palace and it going through its seasons. Okay. And... The because I don't think a lot of people realize when they know Buckingham Palace, it is literally just the building. They don't realize mm-hmm. it's a really big uh, compound, for lack of a better term, that has <laughs> just acres and acres mm-hmm. of almost like a forest uh, yeah. there, and it's really really cool. And they were talking about the wildlife that visits and the flowers and everything that the landscapers and groundskeepers have to do. But they were talking about how there is an inordinate amount of different species of mushrooms. 
and, and they had time lapse of them growing, and it was really oh cool. Gosh. I'm like, oh, Madeline Ray would love this. This is about her. She she needs to know about this. That's right. <laughs> well, now, yeah, now I'm gonna have to look it up because I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. I'm oh, sit there and watch yeah. it tomorrow. I'm sure it is. It may have only been for a minute, but your effect on me made me go mushrooms, Madeline. Yes. My heart you is know now warm. I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know, when people think of me, what do they think of? Like, what is the association? And I really think that it's like obscure shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, big dogs, Madeline, mushrooms, Madeline, okay. fetish, who? All right. <laughs> That's sadly a little bit further down on the list. Maybe, maybe because of this show. So we'll, I, I we'll have to know. fix that. Uh, we'll we'll be a little bit more proactive in what we're creating <laughs> when it comes to a, a non-edible base. Well, I, that, that may not it could be edible. Yeah, that still might not be right. Be. I don't know. So <laughs> that would lead me to this question. Mm-hmm. When you think of Dick Dangle, what do you think? Like, what are some of the first things that pop into your head for me? I hear your voice. Oh, okay. Like, like I, I hear you, and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Because um, usually it's an exuberance. <laughs> okay. And, and and a redhead. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's redhead. Okay. Which I will let you know, I think of you often, oh, because boy. every time I go in my wallet. Oh, boy. The Dangling After Dark sticker is in there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me get my debit card. <laughs> you know, so okay. it's almost daily. Just so wow. you know. Yeah. Well, I'm very flattered by that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. When I think of you, as opposed <laughs> to when you think of what people may think of you, I also think of your voice because you have a very uh, unique delivery Okay. And I appreciate that. I think of, of course, mushrooms. You are right on that one. <laughs> but I think of pantyhose. And there are many models and creators that I follow that do, you know, different fetish work and things like that. But because I've gotten to know you the way I have, and your posts are always on my timeline, every mm. time I see that, I go, ah, that's her. That's so, it. So, so you, you know, it's working on me. All right. We have to. <laughs> you're, put, you're putting the hex on me. Yeah, the woo-woo fingers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to uh, come up with a concept that kind of wraps mushrooms in with feet, socks, pantyhose. Are you in a space where you could garden? in pantyhose and put it on a clip site or would that be difficult to do at your residence? I don't think so. Like the it's fenced in and private and everything. Oh, so okay. yeah. As long as like the neighborhood dogs aren't barking or cars backfiring, even mm. though they don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaws. I don't know. <laughs> so here's my thought. Hey, thank me. You could be setting up a scene where you are gardening and you're gardening in pantyhose. Okay. 
Okay. And it's very sensuous. It's a lot of slow panning leg and feet shots. And maybe your hands are dirty and you wipe them on the pantyhose, you know, something like that. And you either wake up from a hard day and night of gardening and mushrooming and your pantyhose without your legs in them but your pantyhose are filled with mushrooms or you still have the pantyhose on and you have like little mu- yeah you have like mushrooms between your toes and stuff <laughs> is that a good way to bring it together so I've also been thinking because I'm like, oh, yeah, a bunch of people make like shorts for like what Vimeo or just like film festival shorts. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if I have any sort of like, could I do that? I don't know. But that that would be hilarious. It makes zero sense. You go, oh, wow. What's she do? OK, this is kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a thought. You know. I wonder if they have blow up mushroom costumes, like you know the blow up dinosaur Halloween costumes. I wonder if there's a mushroom one yet. <laughs> are, are we gonna look? Because we're. I, don't, I would already grab right. your phone. I mean, you All have right. that. I, I'm I'm on first. Let's see. <laughs> we will go inflatable mushroom chairs. That would be cute. Chairs. Yeah. Decorations. Yeah. All right. Oh. Well. Costume. Costume. <laughs> okay, is it just a dick? No, that would be funny too. Um, I've seen them before. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I don't see any that is just mushroom. Okay. But what they do have is what looks like a gnome sitting <gasps> on a mushroom. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that needs to go on your Yeah, uh, I'm gonna your add it to I'm gonna add it to my wish list. Yeah. Be like, hey <laughs> if you don't buy this for my birthday, it's not real. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad you said that. As we record this, yeah. we are only days away. So <gasps> happy birthday. I am so happy to spend a little bit of this time with you and celebrate you on your special, uh, what, 25, I believe? Add some more. Add some more. 28. I don't, no, that's fine. That's <laughs> <More>. fine. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 36. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Really? Wow. Never would have guessed that. Thanks. And I I'm, keep wondering if, if I'm still pulling it off. Oh, you are definitely pulling it off. And the only reason I lowballed your age is, one, I'm not stupid. And <laughs> two, I want to be involved in harvesting your toe mushrooms in that scene. <laughs> you have to wear the gnome outfit. Okay, I can do you that. You have to harvest them with like a little pickaxe or something. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. That is absolutely hilarious. So we are like 10 minutes into this episode, and I haven't said what this episode is going to be about because... What's it going to be about? What's it going to be about? So Tell me. We have a couple of articles that we will get to, maybe. Who knows? Uh, one thing that I want to bring up with Madeline, and we do have an interview with Shay Seitz, and we will talk about that at the end of the first half, interviews in the second half. It's going to be a thing. It's what we do here. So, 
I am in a quandary. Oh. As we record this, we are only three weeks away from Exotica Chicago. And, Good luck. Uh, thank you very much. The, the worst part about this for me is going to be the eight and a half hour drive. But I'm in a quandary when it comes to going to conventions because I'm now at a point where I'm trying to accomplish so much that mm-hmm. I'm having a difficult time managing my time when it comes to actually being at the convention. Oh. Uh, there are a couple of projects that I may be a part of. I'm probably going to do a couple of interviews away from the convention floor. I am doing a test run, fingers crossed, of a new podcast project. I'm putting this out just you know into the universe to make it happen. And I hope that I'm able to do a test recording to see if it'll work. But as all of this stuff starts to get wrapped up in everything that is me going to conventions, I'm thinking, how am I going to get a lot of recordings for the listeners at conventions? And I actually, I'm going to talk to the people of Exotica Mm -hmm. because I would like to actually do a seminar when it comes to New Jersey and D.C. So I'm going to see what happens when it comes to that. And, you know, of course, I'm not going to tip it off. But I think it's going to be very cool and a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But it's really strange because now it's like, okay, I'm doing all this stuff. I need these conventions to be like five days (laughs) for me to get all this (laughs) stuff done. It drives me crazy. So let me ask you, Madeline Ray, because you have done a few conventions. Mm -hmm. How do you manage your time? (laughs) Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I needed to hear. Okay. You know, so like my very first conventions, like when I went to FetishCon, um, I was all over the place. Like I was so all over the place. I forgot I had a shoot at a certain time. Oh, my. And was just like, fuck, uh oh. And then I was like, well, oh, well, on to the next thing. But now, I mean, you saw me at DC. I was like, nope, I'm going to bed. Good yeah, night. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, you know, it, oh, do you want to do this too? Nope. I want to go eat lunch. I'm going to go get ready. You know, mm. I have my plan. I'm sticking with it. I'm setting my boundaries, which is good for me. Yes. You know? And that is the tough thing for me. When it comes to setting boundaries, because I am such a person Mm -hmm. that gets caught up in energy. Yeah. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about that when it comes to the interview. But if the energy is exciting and it's Mm -hmm. creative and it's, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? There's almost a brighter future Mm -hmm. pulse to it. I get so wrapped up in that. And then I'm like, I want to create everything all the time. And then, you know, by the time I get home a couple days later, I want to sleep for five days. Yeah. So would you consider that kind of like the FOMO, the fear of missing out? I'm sure that's a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I am someone that not only do I like to create within myself to put out there, but I like to help other people create. Mm hmm. I believe in that community and I love being able to do that. So it's less FOMO and more of, I don't want to disappoint anybody in their opportunity. Okay. So I feel it. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting trip. 
I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get, but we're going to try and take a lot of vitamins and stay hydrated and a lot of energy drinks, a lot of energy drinks. I've, if there's one thing I've stockpiled already <laughs> for the trip, it is that you're just going to start IVing them right yeah. in. <laughs> I'll walk like uh, the Canadian characters in South Park. You know, I'll be real stiff legged and but I'll be moving really fast. <laughs> and your face will be doing this. That's right. I'm not your pal, buddy. <laughs> so the other part of that, this is going to sound really strange. And this is something I definitely want to talk to you about. Okay. I have to already plan my body hair routine <laughs> because I don't look good hairless. I'm, I'm too oh, pale. Okay, okay. So, all right. And, and plus, I'm an older gentleman. I, I think yeah. for me, it just looks kind of weird. So okay. I, w- I want some chest hair and yeah. I want a little bit of hair above my ding dong. Okay. And when I went to Las Vegas, it wasn't too bad. But when I looked at the scene that I did, it wasn't (laughs) very visible because red hair, because it's my Mm -hmm. chest is a little bit lighter. It's kind of blonder. It kind of disappears under light, especially the LED light. So I need to have it be a little bit heftier. So I look a little bit manlier or we need to go to like that yellow filter instead of the bright white filter i was also gonna say maybe just turn down the light just a smidgen you know you gotta have the right lighting and everything yeah. but you can always turn it down and if you need to brighten it you can do a little bit of brightening in post that that is very true I, i'm a pale man like I, literally I, during the scene that i did in las vegas i am surprised a group of beachgoers didn't run into the hotel room to splash me with water because they thought I beached myself. That is how <laughs> pale I was. <laughs> it was a long way to go for that joke, but I went. Oh, now I have, I have, I, oh gosh, oh, I have a kid's song stuck in my head. What is it? Please. The baby, the baby beluga song. I don't know the baby beluga. You don't know song. the baby beluga. Song. Uh, what is it? Entertain us. Uh, baby beluga in the deep blue sea swims so wild and he swims so free. I don't know that song. It, I mean, a beluga whale's all white, so you know. Okay. That's what made why it came to mind. I, I am more than happy to be your beluga daddy. <laughs> <laughs> your beluga dangle. Oh, what? I don't know if that sounds exotic yeah. or illegal. <laughs> what have you been injecting that with? Oh, my God. Holy smoke. So for you, when it comes to, because I don't know, <laughs> like a weird book title, How Your Body Hair Grows. <laughs> how far ahead do you have to plan for that? Especially considering your fetish is basically based around feet and legs um you know what i've been really lazy about it lately (laughs) i'm like you know bush baby you know let's go with that um okay but if i've got to like i don't know i hate shaving now i'll go and get waxed like three or four days before i'll like just rip it out please (laughs) here let me just curl up get my butt crack you know yank it out (laughs) That is a difficult thing in being single 
not having that person that can help you. I pay a lady to do it. I'm like, girl, get in there. And she is like, she is an angel. <laughs> she is an angel. I love her to death. And I, I don't even, I don't even know. She, she She's seen it more than I have, mm. you know. I don't even look down there that much. <laughs> like, I know where everything is. I don't need to look, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that to somebody. I would rather be able to love them and have them kind of accept me and go, I'll do this for you, than drop this on somebody. You know, because I'm sure people who do that for a living, they've seen some shit. Mm-hmm. But Literally. at the same time, right? yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, they they pull the, oh my God, is that a hemorrhoid? Um, oh, Dinkleberry. Yeah. <laughs> but they haven't seen this. Like, not like it's bad. You know, it's all yeah. very light hair, but I, I don't know. I, I would almost, have you ever seen Human Centipede? Yes. There's, Numerous times. There, but yeah. Of course you have. There's the scene where the three are connected and... Mm-hmm. The gentleman is in the front. Yeah. And he can't help himself. And uh-huh. he has to go to the bathroom. And yes. he's just apologizing to the person that is behind him. That would be me in a very similar physical position to <laughs> the person doing the hair removing. That's why you tip him extra, you know. Mm, I don't know. I almost feel... And then tell all your family and friends where to go to get your butt waxed. I think I would almost feel the need to give them a gift card <laughs> to a therapist. <laughs> Please talk to somebody about it. I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for the hair and mole removal. <laughs> yeah, right. I, uh, wow. I don't know. I don't know. If you need someone to hold your hand, you know. I'm glad you finished that sentence as quickly as you did, because if like, you were, if you need someone, I'm like, wow. And then you're like, to hold your hand, I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Okay. I'm not that brave. I'm yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> and plus, I would I would view it with tweezers, just one at a time. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it's for content, I'd, Fine. Let, I'd let you do it. I would let you do it. Yeah, so the whole trip is going to be... Very interesting. Hopefully, I can get my vehicle ready for the trip and my body hair ready for the trip and all my equipment, no pun intended, ready mm-hmm. for, ready for mm-hmm. the trip. <laughs> I was waiting for that. You almost <laughs> let it go over. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. It'll go fine. You got this. I hope so. I'm at a point in my life where... I feel like I've done this long enough that I could kind of go into it with very little preparation and be able to do the things at the convention and for the podcast that I need to get done. But there's always that little voice in my head that goes, ah, really? You sure you got this? So it keeps me humble. Understood. Yeah. But it's okay to tell it to fuck off just for a day. Okay. All right. For a weekend. Right. Yeah. 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 Strong words. That's right. Tell it to sit down and shut up. <laughs> when you watch the finished product yeah you know keep dangle's name out your damn mouth you don't know me that's right <laughs> we ain't friends that's right <laughs> uh 
Uh, I'm going to turn that into a shirt somehow. I don't know how, but I will. <laughs> now, Madeline Ray. Mm-hmm. You have lots of sex. Are there... <laughs> how do you know? I just, Well, I put a camera in your house, but... Ah, oh, creepo. You're getting a cut of the online proceeds. Thank you, baby. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I can retire. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Are there things within the act of love making? that you worry about or are you at a point now where you are so comfortable with who you are and the game that you have that you can just hit it and it's perfect every time i would have to say i'm at the point where i'm like "Mm, okay so what something something weird happened oh well we'll see you next weekend okay cool (laughs) You make, you, know. you make it sound like a John. Yeah. <laughs> See you next weekend. All right. Well, yeah. it's going to cost you more after that little incident. <laughs> Don't forget to bring pizza or something. Ooh. That's, uh, see, that's why I could never be an escort. Because I would say if there is to be sex between us <laughs> in this agreement... It's going to cost a lot of money, and then they'll go, well, how about a number one meal from McDonald's? I mean, like, make it a, lar- make it a large with an unsweetened <laughs> iced tea, and you're good. I'll write that down. Yeah. <laughs> you're writing a lot down here. <laughs> <laughs> unsweetened tea, got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm an unsweet tea guy. All right. I'm actually, as we record, I'm yeah, I, I drinking saw. some, yeah. In a mason jar? Oh, I love it. I'm trying to get away from plastics. Good for you. Yeah. So I I brew my own and I put it in jars. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Good for you. I like that. I appreciate that. We just got a little bit closer. Yeah, we did. Because of uh, some home-brewed Asian black tea. Oh, now we're getting specific. Oh, I don't mess around. Actually, there's a uh, Chinese restaurant by my house that is really, really good, and I love mm-hmm. their tea. And which which tea do you use? And they didn't give me the like a picture of the box or the box to take a picture of. Mm-hmm. They just gave me the packet, and it took me like three months to find it, but I did. Oh, very cool. Yeah, because I'm that guy. <laughs> but back to the sex. Yes. I can agree with you. I'm at a point now where it's like, listen, this is the game that I am coming to the bed with. Take it or leave it. Yep. Things are going to happen. We can <laughs> laugh it off. We're still going to have a good time. But Still wash the sheets. That's right. Washers right down there. It's all good. Right. <laughs> but there are things that maybe people should be aware of if they don't have a lot of sex, or maybe they're listening to the show and they're a little new to the game. So this article comes from thechive.com. The realities about sex that nobody tells you about. And there are a number of things that apparently nobody tells you about, but there are a couple <laughs> that I would like to key on. One person says... You may or may not have to fart the entire time. 
now. I honestly wish somebody would have warned me about that when I was younger. <laughs> and if there, <laughs> if there is one downfall with being a night person. This... <laughs> Where does this go? <laughs> Farting, being a night person. Okay. So... <laughs> I've talked in a previous episode, my perfect schedule is getting up at like 10 a.m. and going to bed at like 2 or 3 a.m. That's what my body loves because typically I hit my energy push and my creative outlet about 9 p.m. Oh. As you stare at me like I am from another planet. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, to each their own. So if I am seeing somebody... It tends to lead to sex later in the evening. Okay. Okay. So if we go to get a bite to eat at a restaurant or if uh, we make something at home, typically you eat, you clean up said food, and then the stuff happens. You know, then you are building to the lovemaking within the relationship. So you are in bed with a stomach full of food that may or may not be happy that it is being jostled in a way (laughs) through sexual ardor. And, uh, you know, you may be concentrating more on the rectal clinch than you are in the frontal thrusts. So I feel this one is what I'm saying. Literally, figuratively. Yes. All right. You know, you, you, you get the, uh, uh, I can't remember which comedian. It was Bubble Guts. You know, oh, it was like, yeah. just I've starts heard that. rolling. And it's not bad, but, you know, you get that. Was that you or was that me? You're like, ah, I think that was you. Like, oh, that's embarrassing. Let's let's change positions and see if that goes away. <laughs> you just start going, ah, yeah. cover it up. <laughs> and that actually leads me to the next two Uh statements one person said the sounds and that was it and there are a lot of sounds there are a lot of sounds but this one i have actually had happen and it took me back the (laughs) suctioning when your chests vacuum together (gasps) yes (laughs) hilarious Like, no, you got to you got to back off. You're right. <laughs> Move thyself. <laughs> you get that. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I haven't had that happen in a long time, but I've definitely had that happen. Like, man, mm-hmm. does that take me back? <laughs> Can you think of any specific sounds that you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's that's a sex sound. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that conveys well through. Uh, I think the it microphone. did. Yeah. Uh, I, I could will... go faster. I could you'd please, want it a little faster. Please, please okay, do. Hold. Let me turn up your uh, sound a little bit and go. <laughs> yeah, I think that conveys um, right. a very water sprinkly <laughs> kind of uh sound of dampness if you will damp babe that's well most people don't like the word moist so i say damp 
it's a funny word. I don't know. Damp just reminds me of like a basement with spiders and bust. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it has been a long time. Um, oh no! Cobwebs, <laughs> and that that kind of plays back to the body hair thing too. You know, it's like you know, why cut the grass if nobody's playing in the park? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody likes to associate uh, queefing mm. as a sex sound, and and I can agree with that one, but I like more of the like similar to your sound. Mm-hmm. The really wet hand job. Oh yeah, that's a great sound, and that's such a specific sound. <laughs> it is. Oh boy, it, it, it's only it's only okay. So sometimes <laughs> I'm like, you know, is this obnoxiously loud? Let's keep going and see how loud it can get. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the neighborhood dogs start howling, you know it's loud, right? <laughs> The next one, the wet spot after sex. Someone's laying in it. Yep. I'll take one for the team there. That's not a big deal to me. Not a big deal. You just turn on the fan. You know, don't put the covers Ooh, over it. I don't know. That makes that wet spot real cold. <laughs> Paybacks. Ah. It's for something. Re- revenge. <laughs> Passive aggressiveness. There you go. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. <laughs> It was good enough. Oh, no. <laughs> well, if you're making that big a wet spot. <laughs> Trying to play coy with me. I dated. It was mine. It could have been butt sweat. Oh, well, you could always tell by the pattern <laughs> on the sheet. Oh, great. Now we're getting into forensics. Oh, yeah. 100%. If it looks like a diamond. It's you. If it looks like a heart, it's your butt crack sweat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's very playing card esque, is what I'm saying. <laughs> or Lucky Charms, you know? <laughs> oh, Lord. Wet hey. hearts, wet diamonds, you know? <laughs> Keep the leprechaun out of this. Mm. Here's one. I never thought of. No, I'm gone. But it kind of makes sense if you are not experienced when it comes to sex. Okay. I had a blow my mind moment when my lips touch a penis and I found out it was warm, like literally almost hot. I never thought about it and never saw this mentioned anywhere. It it kind of makes sense. I can I can see that making sense to some people, but I also want to pat this person on the head and tell them, bless them, their heart. <laughs> this is a penis. It it's is. close to the body. It's therefore, it absorbs. It is. It's, in the, it, it's behind some cloth. You know, it's well insulated. If it's cold, then uh, there's probably a circulation issue, or you might want to check for a pulse. (laughs) It's easy for us to say, well, of course it's hot. But I can kind of see this, honestly. But, like, to your point, I think it would be very frightening if you're like, oh, this thing is ice cold. (laughs) 
That would be. Weird. Are you okay? Do yeah. you need to see a medical professional? <laughs> or does it do anything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that would be weird if the first penis you touched was very cold, and then the next penis you touched was hot, like You're regular like, penis, whoa. like oh, like I think something's wrong with your penis. Like no, 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 that first penis, you had something really wrong with that first penis. I'm sorry, but I was always told if something's really hot, it has a temperature and it's sick. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Does it have a fever? It's hot. It's red. <gasps> it is inflamed. Oh my god! Throw it out. You need throw to it out. Take a couple aspirin. You need to elevate it. <laughs> Get the swelling down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the last one I'm going to bring up. Now, this one, I feel almost bad for this person. Oh, God. So I want, want to see how you feel about it. <laughs> Once you have sex for the first time, you're still the same person afterward. False. 100% false. All of my hair fell out. It grew back a different color. My eyes changed. I got three inches taller. Right. Something's wrong with that person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. I I got nothing. Th- yeah. that, oh, why? I Did pers- they just like need to say something? They were like put on the spot. And they're like, ah, yeah, you're still the same person. Thank there- you. Bye. <laughs> there is nothing about you that's the same. It's going to affect you in a way where if your first experience is bad, then even though biologically your body's telling you that should have been enjoyable, Mm -hmm. it changes you in a way where kind of no matter what, you're going to try and find better. And if it's good, you're going to want to do it again immediately and have that continue. Yeah. like even if it's meh, I don't see how you just go. Yeah, that that didn't change That's it. me. Man. That's good enough. Man. I'm gonna go get a milkshake. <laughs> it makes me wonder if they know what sex is. Oh, they're probably a virgin. Yeah. Yeah, they're put on the spot. So, sex is when you carry the lowest denominator and it like no 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 that that you're working with fractions that is not sex like oh okay well i'm really confused like ah. <laughs> this show is proof positive that whether sex is awesome and my first time was actually good or when sex is maybe not as good it changes you because here is Dick Dangle as an older gentleman talking about it right now. And so it was lawed throughout the land. Dangle approved. That Over is correct. Dangle 2024. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to check out all of the entries into this article you could either go to the chive.com or you go to danglinafterdark.com click the link to the show notes for this article they will be right there and uh, let me know 
some of the things in your head that involve sex that nobody tells you. Lessons that you have learned on your own. You can let me know via email, dick at danglinafterdark.com or DM me on Twitter at the Dick Dangle. <laughs> All right, there's one more. <laughs> oh, is there? It just it just hit me. <laughs> Come oh continues to leak out of you for an extended period of time. I guess I thought it got absorbed or something. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen where we've had sex and then it's like, man, I'm really hungry. Let's go get a bite to eat. And we're at a restaurant and they're like, God damn it. <laughs> like, uh, anything I can help with? Like, no, nah, we'll just kind of figure this out as we go along. <laughs> just take the napkin or the placemat and like side scoot out of there. Right. <laughs> There's a spot, darling. Yeah. yeah, you drink a little bit out of your water glass and just, just yeah, just, or i was thinking just thigh squeeze the glass as you're shimmying to the bathroom i mean you could just say ah oh, fuck it and just dump the whole thing yes. <laughs> ah damn it i dropped it son of a gun <laughs> after you clean this up don't black light it is all i'm gonna say please don't do it just <laughs> Don't sit in it without underwear. Please. <laughs> I can't pay child support. Because right. <laughs> Dangle's getting somebody pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? Oh, it, I want to say it wasn't a vine. I, I can't remember. I hate vine. Yeah, it was probably on YouTube where somebody was reading all of the people's questions on whether they were pregnant or not it's one of my favorite things of all and the guy is like how to know if you're pregnant because nobody knows how to spell <laughs> and it's like two minutes of this guy trying not to laugh with uh, how to tell if you're pregnant you know <laughs> i'm gonna have to see if i can find that that is an absolute classic mm. oh my goodness speaking of classic i had an interview with yes. the lovely Shay Sites. Thank you very much, Derek Icon of the Rub PR, for the opportunity to speak to this lovely woman. We hit it off very well. And I think a lot of that is because at the end of the day, we have very similar energies. And she is very calm, cool, collected. She is a very thoughtful and intelligent woman. And I like that. Usually I try to be a hype man during the interview and I try to kind of be, not be over the top, but kind of be the most excited version of myself as I can be. <laughs> and she's just very, yeah, all right, here's an answer. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, but it's going mm. to be just chill. And I like that. So we get into a number of different topics and discussions a little bit about her life away from the adult industry, of course, but many things within it. And we just had a really good time. It really makes me seek out her product because she has that energy and she does amazing scenes. So when you have that combination, you feel kind of drawn to that person and watching her stuff is really good. So I think everyone is going to enjoy this interview for sure. And I know 
everybody enjoyed the sounds and vocal stylings of Madeline Ray. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Where can people find your greatness and maybe your future voiceover work? You know, if there is anybody that's in the voiceover thing, hit me up, please. But in order to do so, you can find me on Twitter at Madeline Ray, or you can go to MadelineRay.com. There you go. Can Don't you hit us with? <laughs> can you hit us with that sound again, please? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't do that because I have beard hair and I can't grab my face in a way. <laughs> I, I think that's bull crap. Everybody can do it. Well, I can. I'm do not special. It. Well, I just you're like I just choose not to. It's no, funnier I, when you I can't do it because my my beard is so silky smooth. I can't get a <laughs> handful of my cheekness here. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> see how it is. Yeah. If you want to see me try to grab a handful of my cheekness, you can go to Twitter at the Dick Dangle. You can go to Instagram, which I very rarely post on. Dangling After Dark. Danglinafterdark.com is the website. If you want to email me, dick at danglinafterdark.com. I am streaming a little bit of everywhere, so check it out. And if I'm not streaming where you want it, let me know. So, everybody, please enjoy this interview with Shea Sites. Thank you, one and all, for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Shea Sites and Madeline Ray and all of the incredible people that you have heard on this show. Find something that feeds your soul like mushrooms and do it. And I don't mean like psychedelics. I mean like Madeline Ray mushrooms. Let people do what they want to yeah, do, okay? Who am I don't mistake. police them. You are correct. If that's what feeds your soul, go ahead and do it as often as you possibly can. Get used to all the sexy noises that come from us when we're doing the sweet, sweet lovemaking. And, of course... Dangle on. Mm. Don't worry. Dick will be coming back. He's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest is a legend. She has been a mainstay in the industry for some time now and will continue to be because her popularity does nothing but continue to grow. She has recently worked for My Pervy Family, Bang Bros, Nubiles, Girls Way, Hustler, Doghouse, Naughty America, and many, many more, but has truly worked for every studio you can think of during her illustrious career. And with her amazing energy, her sensuality, and her beauty, her story has many incredible chapters still to be written. She is the super milf and the alchemist to your heart. She is Shay Seitz. How are you doing today? Wow, I'm doing really well. That was an amazing intro. Thank you. <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> 
Well, I like to make my guests feel special, and if there's anyone that should feel special, it is you. Aww. Yeah, this uh, it, in doing research on you, uh, I had an appreciation of you before, but now I've gained so much more of that. But we'll get into all of that. Before we get started, can I please have you give the listeners of this interview your information when it comes to how they can find you online and on social media? Absolutely. Twitter, Shay, S-H-A-Y underscore sites, S-I-G-H-T-S. Um, I have to look at Instagram because I just I had to start a new one. Oh, surprise! <laughs> I was bad apparently. <laughs> um, Shay sites official S H A Y S I G H T S official. I'm not super active on TikTok. I'm trying to be better. I do have one. It's just Shay sites. I managed to actually get ahead of the curve on that and get my name. And uh, OnlyFans, of course, which is Shay underscore sites. Excellent. OnlyFans.com, Shay underscore sites. If you guys hear me cry out randomly, I have a, a wee chihuahua who's like a holy terror right now. <laughs> and he just keeps jumping on the bed and like biting my arm. And he's very puppy. So. Mm. He's got little needle teeth. Uh, well, we will actually get into that later on in the interview. But it is an absolute pleasure to be able to speak with you as we record this. It's a little bit before your birthday. Your birthday's on March 27th. I know. It's coming up. Yeah. Do you consider it bad luck to be wished happy birthday before it happens? No. Okay. Well, then happy upcoming birthday. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Now, I've really enjoyed preparing for this interview because I love how you present yourself and the energy that you have, and you are nothing but busy and productive. The amount of scenes that you are in for studios and are making for yourself is astounding. Your abilities and work ethic can never be questioned, but it must feel amazing to continue to be in such demand. Yeah, I'm grateful. I mean, I, I never would have thought... When I was shooting the bulk of my my earlier scenes before I took a, a pretty long break, that the MILF thing would so be so big. So, you know, it's completely rebooted my career, which is amazing. So, I mean, I do think I think that having a foundation bef from before, as well as the genre, is just so huge right now. Mm -hmm. So I can't take all the credit. <laughs> right. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Because of the success that you have had, have you become more selective when it comes to studios that you'll shoot with? Or is everything basically an open opportunity to spread your brand and who you are? Um, good question. So because I took uh, such a long break and I, uh, when I came back, I wasn't really familiar with how everything was being shot. And, you know, even though I have produced and directed, I didn't really have a full grasp of who everyone was anymore and, and what was going on. So I have just sort of shot for everyone because I believe in giving everyone a chance unless they give you a reason not to. Yeah. So I've had great luck. I mean, I've had amazing days on set everywhere I've gone and I don't have anybody that I would put on a no list. So to answer your question, like, no, I, I'm not excluding anything mm -hmm. except for, you know, maybe things that I am not physically capable of shooting like a double anal or something, <laughs> but they don't really ask you to do like I do. I used to do a decent amount of anal scenes. I don't get asked to do a lot of them just because it's not really part of the, 
the genre here as much. Yeah, that was actually one thing I wanted to ask. You had a scene release for Bang Bros, and you did the scene with Johnny Love. And you actually said that in the press release. You said, anal scenes are great, but I haven't done many of them since my return. I love anal, but MILF scenes don't feature a lot of anal. Why do you think that is? Because... Like there's part of me that feels like there's a power dynamic there, but I would think that that would kind of naturally fall into that. I, you know, I don't know. Stepmommy's not an ass slut. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I think I think part of it is I think part of it is is honestly the geography of it. I think that in L.A., I've only done a couple of anal scenes, but the stuff that I shoot here has been more of the nurturing kind of uh, mommy type stuff. There's, there's just the family taboo is so big now. And I just don't think that it really goes with the script in a lot of cases. Um, like you take Girls Way, for instance, who have shot for a decent amount. And it's just really a lot of long, slow kissing and that whole nurturing thing. And, and it's about the connection between the two people in the scene and most of the things I shoot kind of end up sort of coming out sort of that way. So I've done one for Team Skeet. What did I do? And one for Devils. So, you know, still the, the companies that shoot a little bit more hardcore stuff, they didn't, they weren't script heavy. You know, it was just sort of straight MILF stuff. Or actually, no, I think one was a stepmom one. But for instance, like when I went to Miami, I shot a couple of anal scenes there and one that got canceled. So I had, three and five days scheduled originally, which is a lot. So I think maybe in Miami, because they don't really have such family taboo heavy scripts that it's a bit more of a thing. There is just sort of, you know, younger guy, older woman get together and have sex. And sometimes it's in the ass. <laughs> Whereas here it's more like nurturing, nurturing. It just doesn't make sense with the script. Um, and I, I have plans to go to Prague and Budapest to shoot, mostly because I just want to see them and I have the opportunity right now and love to travel. And I think that, you know, I used to shoot a lot for the Euro companies. And I think that, you know, given the fact that legal porno and all of those companies are over there, I probably will shoot a little more of it, I, I would imagine. So we'll see what happens when I go there. But I hope so. I love doing anal scenes. Now, when it comes to shooting your own content, what do you look for in performers that you shoot with? And do you shoot things that you don't normally shoot when you do studio work? That's actually funny. You should ask that too, because I have a scene a day actually coming up on um, the 29th of this month, uh, next week with Michael Vegas. And we're going to do a bunch of pegging stuff, which I, which I really love doing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe cause I'm, naughty and maybe because it's just something different i don't i don't know but i've always really loved wearing a strap on <laughs> so um and i actually fun fact shot some of the first strap on stuff i shot a uh back in the day way back in the day when magazines were around i shot the first um strap on layout that was ever done for uh with a guy for um fox magazine i don't know if you remember that or not i do um, yeah for fox and then uh I've done a few uh, scenes through the years too. Joey Silvera used to do a series and a couple other people. So, um, so that is something I'm doing that I have not done in a really long time that I don't think anybody is shooting out there at all right now. So that's something that I'm going to do a few scenes for, for my only fans and uh, trying to think of anything else. 
I'm trying to get a, a DP schedule, but it's really difficult when you just try to get a bunch of talent together around everybody's shooting schedules. And I've not shot a DP since I came back. So that's something that's, it's on, it, it's in my brain and I'm trying to get it scheduled and it's going to happen. I just don't know when. Mm. So, so yes, that was a long winded answer to your question. Yes, I do shoot things <laughs> for myself that I don't shoot anywhere else. Now, as you mentioned, uh, you, you took a break. So to kind of let the listeners in to your history, um, your story career started in 1998. And in no time, you were working for all the heavy hitter studios that the industry had to offer. And you recently came back after a break in 2021. So you've truly seen the ebbs and flows of what I think is the most adaptive industry in the world. How have you handled it so well? Because there have just been so many things like the pirating and uh, file sharing surge of the late 2000s and the pandemic. How do you think you've been able to handle all of this just so well and have your fan base behind you? Uh, that's so funny. I love the the adaptive terminology because I mean that's that's what it's been, right? Like you just have to adapt. I have a saying. Um, I stole it from someone. It's not my saying, so I won't take credit. But it's flex or die. Mm. Like you have to be able to evolve and grow with any field you're in, mm. and just in life in general. I mean, I think that you get stagnant if you don't. Um, and we're evolutionary beings, and we want to use our brains and continue to grow. But I just think that that things change. I mean, if you don't get with the program, then you end up becoming, you know, some of the old DVD and video companies that we all knew and loved that that didn't get on the internet fast enough. And along came browsers. <laughs> yeah. You posted a pic that someone took of you from, I believe it was the 2003 AVN convention. And mm. I enjoy getting the perspective of established talent. Was that your first expo? Gosh, what was I wearing? Was it an, an award show or just an expo picture? Uh, just an expo think. picture. You were wearing, it looked like a, a black skirt and a white top, something like that. No, that wouldn't have been my first one. My first one, I'd only done a few movies and I was signing at the Puritan booth, which was a European company. Oh, yeah. Um, do you remember Puritan? <laughs> I, I do. I'm an older gentleman, so yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, I did. I they gave me the box cover on one of the first things I ever shot. Um, and uh, I signed at their booth. So and that definitely wasn't. That was a few years in. So I want to say maybe like 2000, 2001 was my first show. Okay. When it comes to that, like when you're like you go from seeing what the industry was back then when it came to expos and fan experiences to being at the 2023 AVN in Las Vegas, like in the early two thousands, the industry wasn't so massive. So what was the adult community like back then compared to now? Like, was there more camaraderie or is it impossible to compare? There was a lot less talent. Right. Um, you know, because there was just, there wasn't content creators, there was, you know, porn stars and that was it. And no, no cam models or any of that. So just a much smaller talent pool. So there's a lot less girls, but there was a lot more fans. Like I just remember the lines for everybody being stacked, like you, and even to get in, like you would walk cause it was at the Venetian mm -hmm. and, and I would 
come down in my slippers. It was too far to walk in heels. But if you know the convention center there, the line would be all the way out down the hall, all the way back to the casino. So there was just a lot of people. And the show was different. I mean, some people that like to back in the day say that it's better. I don't know. It's different now. Mm -hmm. There's just there's a lot more talent. When it comes to your fans, you have a very dedicated fan base. How are you able to keep interaction with fans the way that you do, but also get things done because you are so busy? <laughs> How do I keep interaction with them? Um, gosh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very good at multitasking. I run multiple businesses, but a lot of it is from my phone. So I'm just really good at having lots of balls in the air. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I manage Airbnbs. So hold on just a second. You're fine. Dog. <laughs> Come here, buddy. Like he is, he is like bolting after me. Tell, tell Grogu <laughs> to stop. Grogu. <laughs> Little dude. I'm, I still haven't started the Mandalorian. I'm super excited. Um, but yeah, I'm just good on my phone at doing multiple things. And I, I'm on it all the time because I manage my Airbnbs. And multiple things like that. I have rental properties and, and I self-manage everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the phone all the time. So it's very easy for me to just shift over and post on Twitter, answer a few, you know, things on Twitter and post on Instagram and then chat and sext on OnlyFans. And I'm on my phone a lot. My screen time is incredibly high. <laughs> <laughs> Are you someone that gets asked for advice from people who are newer to the industry, be it performers or directors, because you have had such a stable success record. Directors, not so much. And most of them, it's funny, like I took a break, but so many of them did not. And so I've, it was, it's been great because I've had the opportunity to run into a lot of people. And also, you know, mostly it's reminiscing, not mm. advice. Um, there's a lot of that. Remember this, remember that, remember when, but female talent, sure. But you, but you have to keep in mind too, that I missed a big chunk. So if it's someone that's been in for five or six years, they might also be giving me advice because I missed the whole camming thing. Mm -hmm. So I had to completely relearn how to, you know, shoot and sell. I mean, I've always known how to shoot content, but how to shoot clips and communicate on OnlyFans with fans and learn how to get things out and all of that kind of thing is, is a little bit newer for me. So I, I don't know. I guess we help each other would be the answer. I definitely give people advice, but I get a lot of it too from the newer girls. You had a scene release for My Pervy Family called Shh, Online Dating Sucks with Johnny Love. And yes. I, I do love the power dynamics in these styles of scenes. Being a MILF performer, do you find yourself usually playing the strong, dominant character? Is that who you are naturally? I mean, if you enjoy doing a pegging scene, I would imagine at the very least you're, you are a switch. I'm a, yeah, I do both. I do both. I mean, I'm, I'm going to dom better than I'm going to sub if we're talking hardcore kink, mm -hmm. but I started out shooting fetish years ago before porn and I just, you know, really intense stuff. And 
getting dropped on my head and a little bit of nerve damage and all sorts of, of things. And I just realized I really don't like it. Um, that being said, I dom pretty well, but I don't like hurting people. So I'm not going to dom to the point of like medical mutation or even drawing blood in any part anyway. Like it's just not my thing. It's more sort of passionate doming and consensual, but, um, I would say that because of how I look, I always get cast as like the vampire or the Elvira or the Dom, but I do both. Like I can definitely do the like nurturing mommy thing that we're doing so much of these days. Every now and then they'll have the younger uh, female or male person in the scene be the aggressor. And, and that works too. I can definitely do a little bit of like, Oh no, you know, we shouldn't. Um, (laughs) But I think I usually am more, it's more the other way around, usually. Mm. Yeah. In watching your trailers and scenes, you have such a gift for either learning dialogue or improving dialogue. And I know you can learn lines and scripts, but when do we get to see you in a huge adult acting production? Because I think you would absolutely kill it. Uh, I am trying to get one together, actually, funny enough, with uh, Reagan Fox oh, because okay. everybody were twins. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure something out that's got a really cool idea behind it. And we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But yeah, I don't know. I've not seen a lot of big features being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you. Yeah, I do. I do. I think I do improv pretty well. So I've been told. Most of the stuff I shoot is just sort of here's an idea of what you need to say, and I just run with it. So, mm. but some of them are scripted mm. as well. Like anything for Misa X is like 15 pages of dialogue and it's verbatim. Like there's no veering off that. So, oh, okay. yeah. If you were to do a big production, would you want it to be a comedy or something more serious? Because personally, I would love to see you do comedy. <laughs> I'm funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be open to anything, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I see something in you that you could just pull off a super dry sense of humor that would just absolutely kill. The sarcastic wit. I yes. mean, that's definitely, you nailed it. Like if I were going to attempt to be funny, I think I would try to do dry sarcastic wit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they just, I haven't seen a lot of big features being shot anymore. Everything's kind of, you know, a few pages of dialogue and you're seen and you're done, but I would love to do something. I mean, every now and then they're shot. So fingers crossed. Yes. Be fun. When I was doing my research on you, I saw that you are into the healing arts. Um, it makes, and to be honest, it makes looking at your social media enjoyable. Uh, you know, when I see good energy and positivity in someone's timeline, it's just, it's so wonderful. Um, I have a lot of questions about this. When did you realize that this was a part of you? Like when did this journey begin and what does it encompass? Mm, that's a big answer. Um, so the, the first part's easy, uh, early twenties, I left Canada and I, I moved to San Francisco and I started going to the Berkeley Psychic Institute on Tuesday nights to get healings from their students and doing all sorts of like Wiccan things and just sort of dabbling and trying to figure things out and got handed a few books. One of the first ones I ever uh, read was Way of the Peaceful Warrior 
which was a really cool book, Dan Millman. And I, I got really into that. And then sort of it just progressed from there. So that was sort of the beginning of when all of that started when I was about 20. Okay. Um, and then 2021. And then um, my mid-20s, it just it kept progressing. And my mid-20s was when I really got into doing healing work myself. So I don't know, you know, if the listeners know much about Reiki, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing. But for me, it wasn't like I started out and decided to learn my hands, just started getting warm. And my massage therapist was like, oh, that sounds like energy. And I was like, what is this? What's happening? So I just, I found something and went to a class and learned and, and it's been a, it's been a journey ever since that I'm still actively taking classes and learning and we're always a work in progress. Right. Oh, absolutely. And what was the second part of the question? Uh, well, I was wondering what it completely encompassed. I, you mentioned Reiki, but are there other facets of it that you dabble in? Yeah, yes. I do a lot of cranial sacral therapy, which is – I had a session years ago, and it was kind of life-changing. And I, I didn't actually learn that right away because it's a it's a pretty long program. But I'm actually on my – my second time around and I love it. I think it's amazing stuff. Um, I do a lot of sound healing, reflexology, and uh, I've learned a bunch of other modalities that I don't necessarily use and, and practice, but they're probably part of the whole in some way, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How has this helped you in your life and especially as it applies to your adult career? I mean, I think being centered and connected, it's kind of, the, for me, the foundation of everything I'm about. And, and when you can maintain that, I think it helps you in every aspect of your life. Because when you can, when you can stay aligned, instead of uh, being out in front of your body, sort of running forward towards something, and you can just sort of be at peace within yourself, I just, I think that affects everything. And I think that that's a whole other thing, because I'm just a really big you know, your energy creates your reality person. But, um, so you know, that being said, you know, if your energy is creating your reality and your uh, peace, your reality, your entire reality and everything you create is going to reflect that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think how it affects my life. And then, uh, it's funny. How does it help me in my adult career? Well, interestingly enough, I, I would say it makes me a better person as far as just being more open and unconditional and, but the adult industry has the most amazing people that sort of already live that way. And there's more spiritual people other than like people I meet in the spiritual community that are just really open, unconditionally loving people, people in the adult, not just performers, like everybody around this industry, um, for the most part are just really centered, balanced, unconditionally non-judgmental people, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I mean, that's helped me get there. And, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Like maybe I did some work on myself and had some spiritual growth and then got into the adult industry or the adult industry helped me with that. I, I don't really know what came first or which, you know, they probably helped each other. But um, how has it helped me? I mean, I don't know, maybe just uh, being more open. And I definitely talk a lot about the healing arts on set and I've helped a lot of people onset with it as far as integrating it into their lives to feel better. Yeah. I'm sure it's also helped in the way of, because the industry 
is so fluid and flexible, like, you know, you may have a cancellation or things like that. And uh, our brain. My challenge today, and I just, I laugh at that because I literally will get a script and it's like, who are you working with today? Well, I mean, they say it's this person, but nobody knows. I'll see when I get. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And our brains are somewhat designed to seek the negative because that's part of our problem solving and preparedness origins. And I would imagine that kind of having that nature and energy about you of just being able to go, no, that's fine. This just means another opportunity is going to open up. I'm I'm sure that helps you just kind of being able to main a level head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As far as just sort of, you know, if it's not in my reality, then, you know, it was probably meant to be the way it is. Absolutely. Good point. Yeah, I agree 100% that that does help with that. But, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, in work or anything in your life, right, because things are always changing. But the adult industry, it's definitely all over the place. They're just scenes canceling in general. Like sometimes they just cancel. Mm -hmm. And so rather than getting frustrated, I'm like, oh, I have a free day. That's great. I never get those. (laughs) Right. There you go. Now, one thing that I really enjoy doing is going through my guests' social media. And I enjoy asking them questions about some of the posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions about some recent Twitter posts? Sure. All right. Now, you mentioned a bit of this earlier in the interview, but you put out a tweet recently and you said, the Airbnb steak knife thieves strike again, down to two steak knives at this house. What the actual fuck? All three houses vanishing, just the steak knives. Now, (laughs) being a rental property owner is not easy because people are strange. Do you have any theories and what is your possible solution to the missing knives? Like, I think what you need to do is put them on chains like pens at the bank. Right. Well, and it's weird because, I mean, I have like nice speakers in my houses and, you know, I just I don't know why it's just the knives and I can't figure out. I'm like, are people going on picnics and putting them in? They're con- like, are they taking them? Like sometimes the silverware, like the the forks and and spoons and things go missing here and there as well. Or like, you know, a plate or a glass will get broken and they don't tell you. Mm. But the steak knives, literally, like multiples. None of the big knives. It's just the steak knives in the block. And what's really frustrating about that is that you can't replace just a few. Right. Like I'd have to buy a whole set, and and they're pretty good ones. And I don't think like not someone's not stealing the whole set or they'd all be gone. They're just taking it like, I mean, where do they go? <laughs> I've like hunted around the grill and the outdoor eating area. And I'm like, I mean, and I had a few people answer. One person was like, oh, they get scraped into the trash. And I'm like, but do they? Because I mean, like, have you ever done that? Just dropped a steak knife. I mean, it's just the steak knives <laughs> and it's every house. Wow. That's really weird. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it's totally fucking weird. And that's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, there's like the odd, you know, but the robes don't go missing. I mean, in the kitchen, I I don't know. Um, I don't have any, I mean, any of the electrical, like, you know, appliances go missing or anything major. The odd knife and fork, not knives, actually, spoons and forks, Mm. you know, but 
nothing like the steak knives. And maybe the steak knives are more prevalent because they're just is sitting in a block in your face and they're not in there, you know. Right. Maybe all of maybe the maybe the spoon and the fork and the steak knife are missing. I I kind of replaced the odd spoon and fork here and there too with spares, but the steak knives are just like, what are you people doing with these? It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, that that's an odd one for sure. Now the next tweet I would like to ask you about. It's actually two tweets. And you said so many nectarines are on their way to my yard this season. And somebody asked, what do you have? And you said nectarine, fig, orange, lemon, lime, grapefruit, apple, pomegranate, tangerine, dragon fruit, technically a cactus and passion fruit, technically a vine. That is absolutely amazing. I've never been so jealous of not living somewhere as I am with this. How long bananas i have so many bananas no i actually have more bananas than anything else wow that's fantastic how, how long did it take you to kind of get this space where you wanted and how long did it take to have all this like really begin to bear fruit um everything's different you know with with when that happens that video or picture i can't remember what i posted is a dwarf nectarine tree and i have a full size that one's like an orange regular orange nectarine i have a white nectarine tree that's they're amazing they're like candy um a full size and i bought this house in like 2000 and i've been continuously adding on and doing work to it but the garden i mean the fruit trees they start bearing like anywhere between i mean like i put a little grapefruit in got a year ago year and a half ago and i got a few grapefruit on it this year but usually to start getting actual fruit like a few years okay yeah yeah like i have about four fig trees that i didn't even plant they're from birds pooping <laughs> wow seriously it's insane and i just let them grow and they're they're all bearing fruit now i have one that's growing out of the side of a palm tree i always post videos of it because i just love it it's just such an anomaly of nature but it's it's a, a fig tree that's growing out of the base of one of my pine trees out of or sorry palm trees out of the palm tree and it, it bears a ton of fruit it's it's incredible oh that's amazing now i would imagine this has to be like your favorite place on earth I, I have a pretty pretty zen property. It's really cool. I have koi ponds and I have chickens and I have beehives and pretty big garden and I, I grow a ton of veggies, lots of raised beds. And I was lucky. I bought my property back when properties this size were somewhat affordable in California. <laughs> <laughs> now, there has to be a downside to having that much fruit that much we'll just say produce on your property i would imagine you always have animal poachers just ransacking it yeah what's cool is i mean the squirrels don't really they usually go tree to tree but i don't really have them in the front there's nothing that really eats the citrus mm. um the figs so i have a rottweiler and she runs around so where people have a lot of squirrel problems, I don't really get too much of that. I did have, I want, I think rats eat, uh, rats or mice eat, I think rats, my pomegranates this year because something climbed down and just like went through them all. I've never had that happen. So that was a little frustrating, but 
I've been pretty lucky with the fruit. Like birds will pack a little bit at the nectarines and stuff, but it's not too bad. Oh, that's good. Wow. Yeah. If the, the, the pomegranate they can get to off the roof, but the rest of them are sort of towards the, like throughout the yard. So they'd have to actually like go over the tree and climb up it to get to it, mm. which they don't usually do. But the pomegranate was a bit of a thing. I'm going to try to figure out what to do this year if I have to like net it or what, because it was pissed me off. <laughs> now, the last tweet I would like to ask you about, and this has been mentioned already in this interview, you wrote, meet Grogu, my new family member, the usual at my place these days. You have to admire a Chihuahua puppy that takes on a Rottweiler. So, we know Grogu is the Chihuahua. What is the name of your Rottweiler, and how have they been getting to know each other? Oh, they're great. Um, my Rottweiler's name is Angel, and she's a gentle giant. She's awesome, unless you're a rodent in the yard. Okay. She protects the yard. Um, but uh, she loves Grogu. I mean, they're, she'll give him a little growl because he's pretty puppy, but they play, I mean, as best they can, you know. Mm. That's sort of her laying down and like gently moving a paw and him like jumping around like crazy. I have some videos. I should post some because it's really cute. <laughs> what made you decide to bring Grogu into the mix? I actually had two rescue chihuahuas from a very long time ago. And my female passed away uh, in the summer. And then my male, uh, Henry, he is very old like he's 16 and sort of blind and deaf and not doing so well he has a lot of seizures and things so I was going to wait until Henry got a little bit older or maybe passed away and then I just saw Grogu and knew he was the one so I have a little bit of overlap now yeah. oh that's fantastic yeah well with how busy you have been uh, for a while now what does the future hold for you? Do you see yourself doing some more conventions? Is it all about content creation and shooting for studios? you have any other fun things planned? What do you have going on the rest of the year? What do I have going on the rest of the year? Um, let's see. Uh, I will be shooting. I'm probably going to just be in L.A. this year. But I, I want to try to plan a trip to to Europe to shoot in Prague and Budapest and I'm not sure when I'm going to do that, probably the fall. But the rest of the time, I'm I'm just sort of here. Uh, I have businesses here and stay pretty busy. So it's a juggle. <laughs> You're just going to be riding the wave. Yes, sir. Yeah. This has been so much fun. I truly enjoy the energy that you put out, and I love what you're creating. And this has just been absolutely phenomenal to be able to speak with you. Oh, likewise. Oh, thank you very much. So one more time, if you would not mind, please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media. All right. So uh, if you want to chat with me and see exclusive content and all that good stuff, that would be OnlyFans. Uh, it's OnlyFans.com, um, Shay underscore sites. Uh, my Twitter is also at Shay underscore sites. That's S-H-A-Y-S-I-G-H-T-S. 
I also have my URL pointed towards my OnlyFans or all of my whatever platform I'm using. Mm -hmm. So I own ShaySites.com. That's probably the easiest as far as content goes um, because, you know, we never know if OnlyFans will be around forever or not. (laughs) We'll (laughs) see what they're see what they do um and then uh instagram of course is shay sites official um tiktok which i'm not super active on is uh shay sites fantastic so once again thank you so much for your time i can't wait to see what the future holds for you and enjoy the rest of 2023 thank you very much have a great evening 